Hey everyone, it's your girl, your auntie, your friend, and your host of the show, TK. Our mission is simply to bring knowledge and information to inspire and help young men and women in the community transform their lives. Welcome to the Back and Forth TV podcast. Hey everyone, it's your girl, TK. Welcome to the Back and Forth TV podcast. And today with me, I have Dr. Eric Huffman. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So for those of you who are joining for the very first time, you're listening to this podcast or you're returning, make sure that you rate and review. It does make my podcast more discoverable. And then also make sure you engage with me on social media. So I am on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, just search for Back and Forth TV and make sure that you subscribe, like, share, comment, all those good things. I definitely want to hear from you. Um, Also, major shout out to Level 4 Studios. They actually produced my podcast. Um, So if you ever want to start your own podcast or, you know, you need the studio for anything, for film, photography, whatever you need, they have it. Come see Kim and Kevin at Level 4 Studios. So again, welcome, Dr. Eric Huffman. Thank you. And before we jump into the topic today, protecting ourselves in cyberspace, why don't you just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about what you do? I'm Dr. Eric Huffman, born and raised in Colorado Springs. Woo me too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right on, represent. There's not many yes, of us going no, on. No, not. And, um, I'm a cybersecurity researcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I spent my life thus far uh, just researching different and new avenues in cybersecurity, mm-hmm. uh, work as an IT director, uh, do some independent research, and have my own company, Handshake Leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's... A little bit about me. It's kind of what I'm up to, what I've always been up to for for the past few years now. Awesome. Awesome. Now, before we dive in, we always do an icebreaker question here. So hopefully I don't catch you off guard with anything, but um... (laughs) (laughs) it's all good. Let's go. All right. So if you had to choose between only having a cell phone or a car for the rest of your life, which would you choose and why? Only a cell phone or a car or a car. That's it. Gotta be a car. Gotta the cell phone's like a digital leash. Like mm-hmm. I if I can disconnect and I'm forced to disconnect, I I've tried. I won't mm-hmm. lie. I've tried so hard to disconnect. <laughs> but it but it's but it's rough. It's rough. Mm-hmm. So uh I would definitely say a car because I don't want to be boxed in where I can only walk or mm-hmm. walk to buses? the airport to fly somewhere, take a bus. Well, I like my I'm an introvert. So like big crowds, like uh, uh-huh. like buses and metros. I was in D.C., so like metro, and you have a bunch of people around. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm I'm clamming up. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm clamming. You know, I'm not the most uh-huh. important person in the world, but you feel like everyone's looking at you. So I'm like, nope, no, leave me alone. I get leave nervous in large crowds. I'm kind of the same. Like, well, I'm an extroverted introvert. Like, okay. I'm kind of like half and half. But you know, I get nervous. Like, I won't go to concerts or anything like that. Cause I'm like, if something happens, I need to be able to find an exit. You're right. and get there okay i don't need to be fighting like 50 people to try to get out you know what i'm saying so yeah i don't even go to movie theaters just because i don't like the the crowds it's just it's just i like to be alone or Mm -hmm. with with like a friend and Mm -hmm. even then sometimes i just just that alone time just driving so if i get stressed out or something you just go for a long drive you Mm -hmm. come back home even if you're home alone just that drive it helps it does help but the cell phone never helps you know i i'm on (laughs) it and then i'm looking i'm just 
I don't know why I'm there just looking to get angry, you know, especially yeah. in, in today's environment. You're just looking to get angry. Like, I need to just stop that. <laughs> Ten minutes later, I'm looking to get angry again. I need, I need to stop that. No, I feel you. I am. Um, I'm kind of the same way in a sense. So for one, I hate texting. Okay. I hate it. Like, Kevin, you know, I'll just call you on the phone. I'd rather hear your voice or see you. Um, so I'm like, anybody I need to see, you know, I'll just drive up and go see him or something like that. Um, and then to like, there's nothing to really do on your cell phone except browse social media and get upset about stuff. So right. yeah, I'm definitely more of, and plus I need to go places. I can't be, I'm too cute to be trying to walk. <laughs> there you so. go. There you go. <laughs> These boots are not made for walking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So diving into our topic today, protecting ourselves in cyberspace. Before we do anything, tell me what inspired... So, first of all, we don't see very many black people in cybersecurity. That is true. What inspired you to pursue that field of profession, professional work? Actually, it started with computer science. It started with computer science and, and just coding. Um, and a huge shout out to my dad in the long run, you know. Mm-hmm. I saw him when we grew up. He was He's retired military. He just actually retired again from being a software engineer for the Air Force. Mm-hmm. And when we grew up, I was very fortunate. I'll never say, like, hey, I grew up poor or nothing like that. My parents killed it. You know, they, they did well. But when you see, you go from, like, a 700-square-foot house to it doubles that. And then it doubles that. I'm like, Dad. And I'm like, Dad, you're killing it. What are you doing? <laughs> And just being a, just me and my mentality, just as looking, I'm like, yo, if dad's doing it, it can't be that hard. It's got to mm-hmm. be pretty easy. Right. And so I just started diving into it. Um, found out I had a little bit of talent for it. You know, mm-hmm. coding, he is definitely a way better co- coder than I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I started to find my lane in in this unique industry. I didn't know black people weren't in it, weren't mm-hmm. in it or anything like that. I just saw my dad do it and how... Our family continued to progress, Mm -hmm. and I would love to progress like that for myself, figuring, hey, if I start right now, um, who knows? Sky's the limit. Right. Right. Definitely. So it's one thing to go to school and get your bachelor's, right? Mm -hmm. You could not pay me to stay in school and become a (laughs) PhD. So tell me, so you are a doctor. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, Why? Like, why? What pushed you to do that? Uh. First of all, you just got to hate yourself a little bit, like some pain. <laughs> but it's uh, my my bachelor's degree. Well, in high school, mm-hmm. high school was not a very good student because mm-hmm. from the age of like 14 to the age of 18, I was going to make all my important life decisions because school, high school and popularity was the only thing that mattered then. Right. Uh, but when I got my when I was going for my, my bachelor's degree, um, I did a little bit better. And then I went for my master's degree, uh, just found out your boy's a nerd. Mm-hmm. Kind of shot through it and got, got my master's in like seven months. Um, so what? I chilled for a little bit. And then I was like, yo, let me mm-hmm. let me try for this doctorate. Uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, towards the end, it was just like, yo, uh, I'm about three-fourths of the way done. Mm-hmm. I'm burnt out. I'm too far to stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but you find something you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. I love the doctorate degree program. I love that style of learning because you find a research question, uh, uh, something that's going to develop to be your dissertation, mm-hmm. and you gravitate towards that and you dive 100% in on that. It's not like, hey, you're going to learn English today, you're going to learn history today. 
it's you're pioneering something new that you love and you're going to stick to that. Mm-hmm. And so granted, the classes may have been the same with my cohort members, but the research was everyone's doing something they're passionate about. And if you lose that passion for your, your research topic, those are the ones I, I say don't make it. Because if you kind of want it, it's going to eat you alive. You got you to gotta, you gotta really want it. Um, mm-hmm. So those that kind of want it are, I think I want my, my PhD, but I don't know what I'm quite going to do. That's a very tough task to, to take on. Mm-hmm. Give me one second. I'm sorry. I need to take a picture of this. So I just realized my computer's about to die. Um, <laughs> and I don't remember where the power cord is. Wait, no, I do have the power cord. Not. <laughs> no, it's not. I think it might be in the car actually. It's all good though. You got it? Yep, we'll continue on like nothing ever happened. I mean, I've done this enough times. I don't need that. <laughs> <You guess. laughs> so, you know, I know this is a little off topic, but um, you know, I have young listeners too. Mm-hmm. As young as like the age of 17. Um in achieving your doctorate, what's probably the main thing you had to overcome? Uh, the the mental stress, uh, mm-hmm. one one hundred percent. The 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 mental stress that that comes along with it. Uh, there's plenty of nights where I just doubted myself. Like, hey, like, can you actually do this? Are you are you gonna are you gonna make it? Um, you, you turn in a paper and you get a C in your doctorate. You, it's either it's A, B, the rest is failing. Mm-hmm. You know, C's, you don't even pass the class. Right. Um, there's classes where I'm like, dude, I'm sucking right now. And I turn in the paper and it's, it's a C. That's pretty much a, a, a failure. But that, that mental stress and the amount of pressure um, was the hardest thing because you take the classes. Mm-hmm. You can pass every single class with an A. But if you do not complete and defend your dissertation, you ain't do nothing. It's right. it's called mm-hmm. ABD, all but dissertation. So mm-hmm. you're not really you're not you can't claim the title doctor. And so towards the end, I'm like, yo, these classes, this is messed up. This is busy work. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like I got to get my dissertation. And I was very blessed. Uh, my my dissertation chair is Dr. Libby Shim, and she was on me. Uh, if I ain't answer, cause I'm that self doubt kicks in. She mm-hmm. emails me, I don't answer, cause I'm I'm trying to hide from her. I'm like, yo, I ain't write nothing in like a week, and I'm she she texts me. If I don't answer the text, she's calling me. <laughs> if I don't answer the call, she's calling one, cause she got one of my friends' numbers. She's calling him, like, yo, cause you need that. Mm-hmm. You, you need to be forced into it, cause if you leave your doctorate and you're not humble, something happened, cause I write. 10, 20, 30, 40 pages, find out it's all wrong. Like, oh, mm-hmm. you got you to gotta kick this back. You write in this paragraph, like, yo, this paragraph is wrong. Um, you write in your literature review, and she's like, hey, you got to dig deeper. We need 50 more pages on this topic. Wow. Um, and hearing that, you're just like, dude. Towards the end, I'm like, yo, I don't even think my dissertation chair wants me to graduate. Like, <laughs> <laughs> can you help me out? I'm just uh-huh. like, yo, tell me I'm done. 
Um, but that uh, I found that all that pressure is on myself. That that mental uh, stress um, definitely gotta gotta take a time to balance. And this is gonna sound odd for mm-hmm. for a doctorate to say, but I would say, don't focus on getting A's in your PhD. Mm-hmm. If if you getting a B means hey, I'm gonna take time to relax so I can make it. Get the B. Mm-hmm. If you get a 4.0 all the way through and you stress yourself out and you burn out, mm-hmm. something went wrong. You know, oh, something yeah. went wrong. You got to take time to to relax, um, live life, hang out with some friends. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, I'm not going to write today. Um, I'm not going to focus on the schoolwork today because I am about to go crazy. That that was me. I went crazy before I realized, like, yo, screw this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to chill. Right, <laughs> yeah, right. I need I need to chill because mm-hmm. uh, I I did defended my dissertation four months, four or five months after my classes. Most people graduate with their dissertation uh, graduate with their doctorate in like seven years. Mm-hmm. The coursework, the average coursework, is three years. So four years, you're working on your dissertation. But mm-hmm. if you don't graduate in seven years, you have to start over. So I'm like, yo, my goal, like your boy's going to be done before his last class. I'm going to kick my feet <laughs> up and relax. That ain't happen. Yeah. If someone <laughs> told me I had to start over, I'd be like, no, yeah. ain't no doctorate today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 ain't, ain't, ain't no, ain't, ain't no way, ain't no way. No way I was going to start over. No way I was going to. I slid in the home plate. I, ain't mm-hmm. gonna lie. I slid in. I was so burnt out. I was like, if this revision doesn't go through, <laughs> is it? You're but born. that's real, though. That's real, though. So for my young listeners, you know what? Just keep pushing. Mm-hmm. Keep your mental health in check. Take breaks sometimes. You know, if you, something doesn't go as well, you just keep trying. Okay. Oh, yes. 100%. <laughs> he did it. You can do it, too. Oh, Definitely. Definitely. Um, so moving on. So you've done some exemplary founding research in cyber psychology. First of all, I didn't even know cyber psychology was a thing until <laughs> I watched your TED Talks. Um, so explain, what is cyber psychology? Okay, so there's two sides to cyber psychology. Um, a lot of, if you Google cyber psychology, uh, you'll find like cyber bullying and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the area where I... I help pioneer is cyber psychology from a security perspective. Mm-hmm. So for um, the past like 20, well, like 17 at least, maybe 20 years, like phishing has been the number one cyber attack mm-hmm. by a mile. Like 95% right. of all cyber attacks come over email. So me, I decided to look at, we all know different people. We all know different races, genders, ethnicities, all that stuff, but the same thing continues to happen. And if you look at research from, from like my, my doctorate perspective, you see innovation go up. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you see rate of cyber attacks, successful cyber attacks continue to go up. It just matches that. I'm like, yo, this don't make sense. So like we're innovating, we're getting better, but we're getting worse. Right. Um, so I decided to look at people from a humanistic biological perspective. Let's take race and gender out of it. Like not because I'm a man, you're a woman. Mm-hmm. Like what is up with us being people that is the largest, most vulnerable attack vector in any cyber network or any net- digital network. So 
what I what I'm doing. It's still still being researched now. Is looking at the human brain and figuring out what happens when you start reading an email versus uh, just face to face conversation. Because if I ask you, "Yo, what's your social security number?" No one's gonna say. No one's gonna like. Yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is it. You, like, you really need it? Okay, cool. Here you go. No one's gonna do that. But when you're reading and when you're getting something over email, something's different mm-hmm. because all these people aren't stupid. That's I, I hate that notion. All these people are not stupid or anything like that. They're not just 100% gullible or something. Um, good people are getting fooled. Mm-hmm. You know, mothers, wives, uh, daughters, they're just getting fooled. So what, I, what I'm finding is that when you're reading, a few things happen. Like you're reading your own voice. Mm-hmm. So I don't read in your voice. You don't read in my voice unless, like, we're really, really, really cool. And you see, hey, yo, that's Eric. Then you may know how I am, so you read things in in their voice. Like, mm-hmm. if I see a picture of Morgan Freeman, I'm going to read in Morgan Freeman's voice. Dude has, like, the best <laughs> voice ever. Right. Uh, other than that, you read in your own voice. So you mm-hmm. don't see the cyber criminal. You don't see someone just like sitting in their basement in like Superman draws, just mm-hmm. like trying to hack you or something. No, you don't you don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. And so when you're reading an email, the bad guy has the upper hand. Just one step forward. Cause like, yo, you, I have your attention. You're reading, you're reading in a comfortable voice. So if I can be very articulate in my email, I got you. Mm. And so that's that's where I'm looking at the psychological perspectives of, of cybersecurity. Same thing over text. Like I it's it's 2020. Like I'm getting just flooded with, you know, phishing. It's called smishing. Mm-hmm. Uh text messages. And I'm like, yo, like, what is this? Like, yo, <laughs> hey, you need to lose 30 pounds, you fat. Like, no, like, no, <laughs> like, no, I don't. It's a lot harder, it's a lot harder than that avenue but Mm -hmm. i'm i'm different than others and Mm -hmm. you're different than i am so what works for you may not work for me so someone that is going through something deep in their life like if like hey learn how to fix your marriage Mm -hmm. and if they're possibly going through a divorce or something like that you may have their attention and they may be prone to like do i want to lose my wife or i'm gonna just give this a shot like you know what let me let me give this a shot Mm -hmm. and it's that emotional vulnerable vector that that you have um that i'm really researching in because uh, i've done a study with over ten thousand cybersecurity professionals and i was able to get them to click at a higher rate than i did with the general population so this is not uh i'm a cyber professional you're not a cyber professional thing this is a humanistic perspective and when i interviewed those people the answers i got were because I send a phishing email spoofing uh, uh, or faking a CEO. One person told me, like, Dr. Huffman, uh, we're about to lay people off. My CEO scares me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, dude. Uh, like, I get it. And so to click this email, like, hey, like, dude, I, I get it, man. So he clicked that. He clicked the email, uh, provided whatever information I asked him to provide. The rest was history. But when it came time to do like a security vulnerability assessment, I told the CEO, you need to fix this. Right. This person scared you. Granted, if I sent another email two days later, obviously he wouldn't wouldn't fall for it. (coughs) Six months later, he would likely fall for that because unless that's patched up, 
Like you're still scared. Are you still beefing with this person like that? And that is a large cause. That's the 95% that I'm looking to, to not solve. You know, the big goal is to solve that, but to raise awareness to, so we can, we can better understand ourselves as we're going through this. Um, so let me just make sure I understand. I'm sorry. So you're saying in the example that you just gave mm-hmm. just now. So you and the CEO, you guys are going back and forth. We're not getting along. And so if you get this email, it seems normal to you because we have problems anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. And so then if another email were to come later on, you're more likely and more vulnerable. You're going to click on that because it seems like that's something that would be coming from that person. Yes, okay. because because that prior interaction, um, if you've if you've been in a relationship and you see uh, uh, you you're in an argument, and then I, I get a text message and you know it's just like yo, um, girlfriend, mm-hmm. you're me. I feel something. I'm either gonna feel happy, feel love. You know, if I if I if your my mom messages me, I'm a I'm a smile. I'm like yo, <laughs> guess what? Like yo, it's mom. But if my report card just went to mom and I get a text message, I'm like, oh boy, you know, heart kind of sinks. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing happens when you get the the CEO email. You're like, oh boy, like man, what does this dude want me to do now? Mm-hmm. You know, and there you go, and mm-hmm. you don't even know if it's real or not. Just the name, right? Yeah, he does. Though. <laughs> <laughs> no, he said the African prince doesn't need my help. <laughs> Yo, you know, hey, he does though. You know, if you just send that, to, if I, if you get it from me, yeah, he needs your help. <laughs> no, definitely, <laughs> definitely not. But uh, I, I try to paint uh, the 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 examples in um in in a frame of mind. Hopefully, someone may relate to. Granted, if it's the African prince, no, that's a little outlandish. Nevertheless, let's roll with it. Let's roll mm-hmm. with it. Uh, African prince says, "Hey, I got." a million dollars for you or something like that. Someone's getting ready to foreclose on their home. It's like, yo, this is likely fake. I ain't got money anyway. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> and so, unless, like, you've been there, and I haven't. I've been, I'm blessed that I haven't. Unless mm-hmm. you've been there and you feel these emotions, you don't realize the, the vulnerabilities that, that, are, that are there. Um, because in your brain, mm-hmm. we're going to nerd out for one moment here. Like, we're we going we gonna to nerd out for one <laughs> I'm moment. I'm with it. I'm with we're, it. So in, in your brain, there's something called like the limbic system. And the limbic system is fight or flight. Mainly that's that's all it does, is just fight or flight. And that's not really a decision at all. That that's what is called a biological function. Like someone runs in here right now, you're just gonna you're either gonna run faster than you ever thought, or you're gonna be tougher than you ever imagined. Mm-hmm. Your your brain is gonna decide that for you. However, in a cyber environment, that doesn't happen unless like you're watching a, a movie or something like that. So it's it's like Halloween. So Jason jumps out at the screen at me and I just dodge <laughs> out the way. That's that limbic system. Like, mm-hmm. yo, you don't want to get axed. You want to move. Like, hey, right. and I don't I don't know which way I'm going to move. It just happens. Like, hey, I'm going I'm to duck out the screen. That's not an email. Mm-hmm. In a phishing attack, that's a reason why they don't send memes to fish people. <clears throat> Granted, some, some people do. Uh, but... For the most part, you just get you get you get texts, and so that limbic system, that fight or flight, the same thing that keeps you alive, just kind of chills, it just mm-hmm. just goes off, just turns off, right. and so you're left to deductively reason, 
and deductive reasoning, sometimes you make the wrong decision. Um, and part of that limbic system, there's a part called the amygdala. And there's something called amygdala hijacking, where your brain is completely hijacked. Like you're thinking of nothing else other than what's going on. And that's when you're facing a ton of emotional stress or you're, you're running for your life. Like if, you're, if, if, you know, Kevin's chasing me, I'm running for my life. I'm like, yo, Kevin's on me right now. I'm not thinking like, yo, hopefully that podcast went all right. You know, just my <laughs> brain is right. just 100% hijacked. And so that's why when I say you don't know it until you feel it, like if someone's feeling that mo- emotion at that point in time, that's when they're hijacked and like, yo, you weren't even thinking at that point in time. Uh, and that's true. Like you really weren't even, you weren't really weren't even thinking. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this comes from, <laughs> comes from self-awareness. Because mm-hmm. if we could see the African prince, like if I can see <laughs> someone pretending to be the African prince, my, I'm not making that same decision. But in this situation, I can't see the African prince. Mm-hmm. Um, so what helps me out, what we're designed for, doesn't is is not really is not really there to help me out so you get the iphone um your laptop none of this was really wasn't really like designed to happen you know mm-hmm. uh when god created us it wasn't like yo okay so for the iphone we're gonna add this you know humans we innovated we in, and now we're in this unique situation and we're not really built for this yet mm-hmm. And so since we're not built for this, we're, you know, we're just learning to operate within it. And we're doing a pretty bad job right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> myself included. Right. You know, we're right. doing a pretty bad job right now. But from a cyber psychological perspective, in my research, that's pretty much what I'm, what I'm focusing on. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of other stuff going on. You get uh, and like, yo, click this for your Amazon gift card. And it's a pandemic. I can't tell you how much money I gave Jeff Bezos since this pandemic started. <laughs> but if Amazon right. sends me something, it's not going to trigger any like, yo, nah, that ain't real. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I probably got boxes on the way to the house that I forgot that I had ordered. Uh, so it doesn't, raises, it doesn't raise any red flags. So I may just click on it. And if you click on it, <laughs> that's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, the more impulsive a person is, the more vulnerable they, they are. Because right. I don't need to fool you for a week. Mm-hmm. I just got to get you to want this for like 30 seconds. Right. And you're like, eh. Got well, it. it's just mind-blowing because, I mean, we all have different ways that we respond emotionally when we read something. Mm-hmm. And it'll elicit, you know, concern, worry, happiness or anger, whatever it might be. But to know that these people who initiate cyber attacks Yes. prey on people by using emotions. I have never even thought of that until recently <laughs> that that actually happens. How, I mean, how can we even protect ourselves against this? How do these criminals, you know, maybe they're not criminals. They're just, they just know how to do this stuff. <laughs> I mean, how do they even know how to do something like this using the emotions of other people? They don't. They that the the crazy part is they don't. It just happens to happen. You know, mm-hmm. you just cast a broad net. Like I'm not gonna send an email to you specifically. For the most part, uh, they just cast a broad net, and someone falls for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I just started looking into why why are they falling for it? Then you find out, yo, there are uh, there's emotional ties to this. 
granted the attacker of who whom is a criminal the the attacker isn't really thinking how to psychologically fool someone unless it's a specifically targeted attack then it's the same thing as marketing and manipulation mm-hmm. uh like when someone wants to manipulate someone that i i just want you to respond i want you to do something um it's just it's very similar it's that psychological manipulation just over just over email just over over a a text message is um when you're when you're marketing something out you're trying to figure out how i can get this person to buy this Mm -hmm. they're doing the same thing except for when you're buying whatever you're buying Mm -hmm. they ain't gonna give it to you they there there's Plenty of scams out there that you think, uh, like, yo, you're going to order this new iPhone and it doesn't come in or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the same, this falls along with the same principle. Put it in a physical perspective, because it's the same thing with cyber. I do a lot of pen testing. So I work with organizations and see how I can break into somewhere. The best thing I can do to physically break in somewhere is bring a pizza box. So if I bring a pizza box and I'm, I got a suit and tie on and I'm running in, it's even better if it's raining. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm jogging in and I'm like, Hey, Hey, sir, can you hold open the door, please? Like I'm new person. I'm, I'm about to bring in some pizza. Who's turning down pizza? Like, Oh yeah, we got pizza today. Hey, cool. <laughs> Same thing right. with donuts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not because they're, they're stupid or something. It's because they're nice people. They're comfortable mm-hmm. and because they're nice and they're comfortable. You're preying on that. Uh, it sounds wrong because it, it it is it is wrong, but we're talking mm-hmm. criminals here. These are how these this is how these people operate. So, I I was at uh, I was working with a, a government facility and literally pizza box and I couldn't get in any other way. I tried mm-hmm. a pizza box and he's like, oh, like hey, I got you. Like hey, you the new guy? Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm working with so and so. It's like, oh, really, man? Good luck with that, man. Like, hey, that's why I got these pizzas. And you just walk in, mm-hmm. you drop it down. Uh, and the largest cyber, the largest data breach that happened overseas on, on a government facility came from a thumb drive that was thrown over a fence. And so you take the thumb drive, you throw it over the fence, someone picks it up, and they may think like, yo, I wonder what, what's on it, or who can I give this back to? Wow. Plug it into the computer, and that's all you need to do. It auto-executes and it started sending information back out. So if you find a thumb drive just mm-hmm. laying around, a lot of people pick it up like, yo, I wonder what's on this. And they plug it into the computer. Mm-hmm. It's all these emotional states that go through. It's not because you're a dummy. It's just because you're, you're, you're curious or you're trying, to fool, you're trying to figure something out. Um, so the more comfortable you are, and we're very comfortable right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, like everyone, we're very comfortable. The less heightened you are, the less security aware you are, the less self-protective you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just got you just you just got caught chilling. Really, mm-hmm. like, hey, you, man, you caught me with my guard down. <laughs> that that's it, right? And I would say, at least from what I've seen, like these different attempts at you know to hack your security or whatever, they're a lot more. Slick now, like mm-hmm. they they look normal. So like, there's no longer the emails. Oh, I'm an African prince. I want to send you a thousand, a million dollars, or whatever. It's not like that anymore. I remember I received an email from my bank saying that what was it saying that some somebody had hacked my account or something like that. Um, and I started to respond to it. So I'm like, oh my god, like where's my money? 
And I was like, okay, well, wait a minute. Let me just call them. Because I'm like, I'm, I want to talk to them. And sure enough, it was nothing. It was like literally just a fishing thing. Um, and so this stuff looks so real, mm-hmm. you know. And then we're bombarded with a lot of it because now we're getting text messages that look legit. Mm-hmm. We get phone calls, like scam phone calls all the time. There's just so much. Um, how do we sort through all this? How do we protect ourselves? You did the right thing age? by did the right thing by 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 calling. Um, the one of the best things you can do, and it works now. It doesn't really. It may not work in the future because as things innovate, it's going to get a lot harder to de- to, to detect these things. Is hover over the link because mm-hmm. uh, if you hover over the link, it will reveal where you're actually going. Right. And if it if it doesn't say wellsfargo.com or something like that, if it the text says wellsfargo.com, you hover over it and it doesn't say that, don't click it. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't 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 click it. Um, and that's that's probably one of the best things you can do. And also, when you look at who it came from, you can click the little arrow mm-hmm. down, and it reveals the email address that it's coming from. If it doesn't look, look legit, don't trust it. Mm-hmm. Um, just understand, at this moment in time, you might just be comfortable. Uh, and that comfortability, that's that's the enemy. And that sounds mm-hmm. wrong to say, but that's the enemy. Like, you, you, yeah. You're just chilling. You want to look to see where it's coming from. If all else fails, mm-hmm. like you did call, because mm-hmm. that bad that phone call is definitely definitely it. And there's the companies that it's happening to. It's not it's not their fault. Like Amazon happens all the time. Wells Fargo happens all the time. It, well, any bank it happens to all the time. It's just they get an email, they can just replicate it. All they do is re- replicating and recreating it, and they're just fooling people from it. So. And self-awareness. So there's a big five, well, big six for cyber victims. Mm-hmm. So emotion, if you're emotionally stable, you're a good candidate to be a cyber victim. Not to say that you're a bad person or anything, but if you've ever been in a, in a conversation with someone that's not emotionally stable at that moment in time, like I, I, I'm kicking it with one of my homies and he recently just had a, mm-hmm. had a breakup. And I'm like, oh, all right. Like, well, he's like, what, what should I do? Like, hey, just, just chill. Let's hang out, whatever. He's like, hey, but Sheila dumped me. I'm like, hey, come on, stay with me here, man. <laughs> Stick with with me here. Uh-huh. The less emotionally stable your your senses, you're, you're like heightened. You're you're harder to work with. And the cyber criminals thinking like, yo, I just need you to work with me. Uh-huh. That doesn't mean you're a bad person. But conscientiousness, uh, uh, of course, the more conscientious you are. And all of these things, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going now. Mm-hmm. Just know these are all good personality traits. Right. So mostly stable, uh, conscientious, uh, impulsiveness. That's one to really fluctuate. You know, impulsive. Mm-hmm. I'm impulsive. I'm crazy impulsive. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm on Amazon. Like, I don't need that. Yeah, I do, and that's it. The, <laughs> the, 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 the rest is history. Addictive. Yeah, and when when you're um, when when you got when you have these three. Before we continue, uh, when you have these three, just know you're prime A candidate to be uh, uh, a cyber victim. And these are personality traits that we all—well, not everyone—that a lot of a lot of people a lot of people share. And mm-hmm. as cyber uh, attackers are going through this, they're not really planning this out. They're just casting out a broad net. You're not the only one to receive the banking email. 
100,000 people did. Right. And so those in those in those instances, mm-hmm. that's how that that's how people get that's how people get caught up. And so uh trying to remember where I was. I apologize. So oh, yeah, uh, emotional stable, conscientiousness, um Im- impulsiveness uh that yeah, impo- impulsiveness and then social validity. Mm-hmm. So if if you rely on sh- social validity, that's that's it. We see a lot of this with the election. I ain't getting political, but you see a lot of this with within within the uh, election. It could be from Fox. It could be from CNN. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that's all the social validity you need, that's it. That's that's then then they got you. Um, if you think that this is real and something else can validate that this is real, who cares? The person could be a means of social validity. So if they can spoof like your mom or your dad, who cares else what it says? Mm-hmm. If you go, if you look on Facebook or on Twitter, I don't, it's like once a year someone posts something ridiculous and it says on October 31st, for the first time in history, it's going to be three moons in the sky. I'm like, how in the hell is anyone believing this? <laughs> right, right. But, you know, the social validity is like, yo, hey, if, I'm like, yo, if Kevin said it. Yo, it's crazy, but mm-hmm. hey, it's gonna be three moons. You hear about mm-hmm. this? Like, I'm like, oh, you gotta be kidding me! Right. Like, so that that reliance on, on social validity, um, if that if that's you as a person, if you're kind of a skeptic, you need someone to validate that. If someone validates it, you believe it. Mm-hmm. You fall. You're falling in. You're falling into this category of being um, uh, a cyber victim. And how in introspection, the less introspective you are, mm-hmm. probably you're most likely to be a cyber victim. Um, you, you need to be able to understand yourself, uh, understand why you're feeling what you're feeling, who's talking to you, what, what you're going through, that situational awareness. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you lack situational awareness, good luck. Um, good, <laughs> luck good, good luck. Because this is, mm-hmm. the, the attacks aren't going to stop. They're just going to evolve. Um, it used to just be email. Now it's over social media. Mm-hmm. It used to be email, social media. Now my phone's blowing up from text. Right. And mm-hmm. the phone's blowing, and the text messages are coming from 719 numbers. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, I'm, and I'm clicking, I'm not clicking on the links, but I'm clicking on it to read who it is. Because I'm like, hey, 719, like, who could this be? Mm-hmm. And I can't stop that. I can't be a skeptic. Like, yo, yeah. 719, delete it, delete it. A email or something comes from mom. I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, mom, delete it. I'm like, yo, it's mama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, hey, you're, I got to at least mm-hmm. see if it's legit. And so mm-hmm. they're at least getting us to go that far. It's just yeah. getting you to go over the edge. That's mm-hmm. the that's the hardest part of it. Yeah. So what it sounds like when you get these emails, you know, and these different things, text messages or whatnot, don't be all click happy. You know, take some time. You're right. <laughs> take a look at what it is. You know, hover your mouse over the the link to see where the source is. Um, so those are all good things. So a lot of my listeners, they range from the age of 18 to 35. Um, so a lot of us have parents that are older mm-hmm. in that baby boomer generation and up, right? Yeah. So my mom, probably in the last two years, she just got good at like, texting and getting on YouTube. You but as far as the computer is concerned, she's not doing none of that. Okay. Yeah. Luckily for her, she has my dad who's in <laughs> IT and all that stuff. Um, but there's this whole generation of people that are now vulnerable. 
mm-hmm. um, because they're not with technology. They don't understand or may not be able to put together that I'm being, you know, this is phishing or this is a cyber attack or whatever. Yeah. Um, how can we help protect our loved ones that are a little older? Uh, you know, it's just like we just like we got to protect our, our businesses is training. Um, granted, I don't think just training, just being telling them mm-hmm. what, what phishing is, um, but it's talking to them about it and kind of how, how it works. Um, and I firmly believe it's from the humanistic perspective. Uh, it's just if something looks like it came from me and it's sent from my mom, I know she's clicking on it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, mom, she she's sitting me like, yo, there's uh, like the like the chain things, and I'm like, yo, mom, don't be sending those, man. <laughs> like, I, 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 like, don't 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 be sending those. Mm-hmm. Um, but just kind of raising that awareness of like, yo, this is what it is. And this is why they're trying to do this. This is, this is why they're sending things that appear to be from your bank. Mm-hmm. Um, this is why they're faking these things, uh, because the understanding of of how it's happening—that's only part of it. Understanding why it's happening—that's the rest of the story that we need to that we need to get better at, uh, because everyone has what's called an attack surface. That attack surface is you and everyone else connected to you. Mm-hmm. And for me. It's, I hopefully, I think I'm, a, I'm harder to hack. So it's like, yo, they're going to use my mom. They're going to use my dad. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to find those. Click on Facebook, go, go to my Facebook, and you can see mom, dad, and whomever. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And so they know the name. And so like, hey, I can, I can slowly get to him from there. And your loved ones are the same way. Just let them know, hey, everyone has an attack service. If it looks like it's coming from me, give me a call. Like me, I'm I'm a texter. I'm mm-hmm. one of those annoying millennial. Like you call me, I might text you back. <laughs> like, <laughs> like hey, I just called you. Did you pick up? Like yeah, I watched it go. And I'm like yo, what you need? Uh, and so just certain those behavior behavioral mm-hmm. um, trends that they all need uh, that your loved ones should understand. Your mom should understand to do better with understanding why this is happening and why to them mm-hmm. uh, and what what they're looking what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So, well, thank you for all that information. First of all, that was great. Um, cyber security and psychology is never something I thought actually went together and that there's a whole study behind. Um, so I think it's amazing that you're the one who founded some of this research. I mean, I that's great. It. And it's still going. Um, so something else that you're doing, handshake leadership. Yes. Tell me about that. Yes. Yeah, so. Uh, we're a social impact company, uh, and what we focus on is organizational development, and we focus on cyber education consulting. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, we teach teachers how to teach cybersecurity, specifically in K through 12, because I believe that this is such an amazing industry for young professionals for, from all races, genders, especially those that are underprivileged mm-hmm. because with cybersecurity, you do not need a college degree. All you need is a few certifications. So rather like, yo, $30,000 in debt, $40,000 in debt, whatever, going to college, spend five, six, $700, get a certification, you're qualified. Oh, you're stepping all over my next series. Oh, but anyways, apologies. go ahead. It's okay. I, I apologize. <laughs> so we're teaching, uh, we're, we're teaching those teachers how, how to how to teach cybersecurity because we 
we talk to a few superintendents and you, you hear like, well, cyber's hard. I'm like, dude, you teach calculus. That's hard. <laughs> like, cyber, dude, we just clicking. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> like, like well, that's all we do. We we just we're just clicking. Um, and so we're we're trying to get <coughs> cyber to be normal within within K K through twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also work with the youth. Uh, we we work with Girl Scouts to train them in cybersecurity, and now Girl Scouts get a cybersecurity badges. So oh, if any cool. listeners has Girl Scouts or is a Girl Scout, get your cyber badge. Like mm-hmm. make make that make that happen, because um, we we'd like to see more more women in security. That is amazing work. So you partner with schools and teachers, and you teach them how to teach other students how to do this. That is great. So do you um. So you mentioned consulting too. So do you work with other businesses yes. that may be starting up and maybe need some help in that space? Yes, yes, definitely. Um, and we also do leadership development, organizational development. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, that's that's kind of where I started uh, within my within my doctorate. I met every professor I aspired to be like. They were all consultants, every single one of them. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them was mm-hmm. a consultant. So uh, I started started that because I wanted to be like them. And then it kind of evolved out, but we never left uh, the leadership development, organizational development. Like, hey, you have organizational issues going on. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're there to help. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need some leadership training. We're, we're there to help. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. Congratulations on that. Appreciate you guys, it. if that's something you're interested in and you need for your business, I feel like everyone who has a business should probably get consulting on that because all of us can be vulnerable at any point. Hey, I'm down to um, help. So make sure you take advantage of handshake leadership. So, um, yeah, I think that brings, was there anything else that you wanted to share? Um. Oh, no, 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 we're good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that brings our show to a close. Um, really quick, where can people find you if they want to reach out or learn more? Uh, f- Facebook, I- I'm not good with Twitter, so I'm on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, which I think my last tweet was in like February. <laughs> <laughs> but Facebook and LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Facebook and do they just search for Eric Huffman or is it Handshake Leadership? Um, handshake Leadership. Okay, so look for Handshake Leadership on Facebook and LinkedIn. And do you have a website as well? Yes, handshakeleadership.com. Okay. Make sure you guys go there if you want to keep up with what he's doing and you want to work with him. Um so yeah, thank you for being on the show. No um so again, guys, if you love the show, make sure that you rate it, make sure that you review it. It does make my podcast more discoverable. And then again, engage with me on social media. I really want to know what you guys think, what you guys want to see and hear from the show. So I'm on Facebook, Instagram, I'm on Twitter, still learning how to use it. Um, and then I also have a YouTube channel. So just search for back and forth TV. And um, you can engage with me there. You can also go to my website as well. Um, and then that's that. So as usual, we like to close with the scripture. This week, we're going to do Psalms 91, 1 through 2. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and him will I trust. And that is the end. I'll see you guys next week. <laughs>